Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Fans of the 48 Hours podcast know that a good lead is always worth checking out. And if you're a listener who enjoys from the car, you'll want to know that the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, the new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain or wherever your story takes you. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. In search of more mysteries to listen to, get an Audible membership. They've got the best selection of audio titles from every genre, including true crime, celebrity memoirs, business, and so much more. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. I recommend The Art Thief by Michael Finkel. I love a good heist story. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash 48 hours. I can't imagine anything worse. Somebody has taken one of your children and is threatening to kill them. When I opened the email, it scared the hell out of me. I found the ransom demand from the people who had taken Robert. We have Robert. If you hope to see him alive again, you must follow our instructions without deviation. Do not speak about this to anyone, including family. Tom had called me. He said, uh, Pam, we, we, we have a problem. Robert was kidnapped. Why, why, why? Why would someone take Robert? My name is Robert Wiles, and I'm from Toledo, Ohio. Rob had a fierce, fierce, fierce love for life. My brother completely lit up when he was on the water or flying. He was most certainly an adventurer. He was very genuine. He was inspiring. Do not contact any authorities or private parties. I first realized something was wrong when my mom called me. I just remember this wave just hitting me of dread. Let's just say I've never heard my mom talk like that before. Do not go anywhere. Do not open your door. Something happened to your brother. Obtain an item of luggage and place in it $750,000 in small, unmarked, untraceable bills. It was scary. Are we safe? Is he safe? 
Who knows, these people could be coming after us too. And ship it to your Lakeland facility. Robert was working in Lakeland, Florida for our family business, National Flight Services. Our company is a multi-million dollar enterprise. My father really did have high hopes for him that he would eventually run the company. I'm certain Robert knew whoever was behind this plot. This must be completed by the evening of the 8th. No excuses, no exceptions. And my name is Tom Wiles. My name is Pamela Wiles. My name is Tierney Wiles. My name is Audra Wiles. And my son Robert has been missing since April 1st, 2008. Remember, we are watching everything. And if you think you can outsmart us, it will cost your son his life. I'm Peter Van Sant. Tonight on 48 Hours, Ransom. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. And it needs to say, I'm a thoughtful person. And I appreciate you. And I know exactly what you like, all at the same time. Relax. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life, like the pickleballer, the jazz fan, the zen seeker, the artist, or the pasta lover. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there's something for everyone on Etsy. A gifting moment is always around the corner. Whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Gift easy with Gift Mode on Etsy. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. When Tom Wiles first learned that his son Robert had been kidnapped, he had only one objective, get Robert back alive no matter what the cost. We've got to find a way to find him and rescue him. Immediately, Tom called in the FBI and showed them the $750,000 ransom note, mysteriously signed by a person or persons going by the name Group X. What do you decide to do? We got the money. I understand the FBI said don't pay it. Is that true? Yes. And what does your family decide to do? We want to pay it. Audra Wiles 
is Tom's daughter. It's almost like you go from not believing it to, like, what do we need to do to get him back right now? Audra and her mother, Pamela, helped wire the money from a bank in Toledo, Ohio, to Tom, who had flown to Florida. Robert, 26 years old, was the sales manager in the Lakeland office of National Flight Services, a private aircraft repair company. Rob wanted to dive right in there and be just like his dad. So he's always had an interest in the aviation business. Audra says Robert enjoyed working in Florida because, aside from being an avid pilot, he loved the water. You gonna throw them all back in? Yeah. Ever since he was young, Robert had an intense interest in boating and fishing. He loved being near the water, and the closer he was to his boat, the happier he was. David Palmasano is one of Robert's closest friends. Remember one day when we hooked a tuna, and no sooner did we land that tuna on the deck, Robert cuts it open, and he grabs a piece of fresh tuna meat out and eats it. And he said, oh, there's nothing like fresh sushi. And, and that was Rob, and he had a big smile on his face. He's laughing about it. Robert, who spent years in military academies and was a star athlete, was in great physical condition. He had shoulders like King Kong, and he was strong, physically very strong. And not an easy mark for a kidnapper, which only deepened the mystery. But at that point, all Tom cared about was getting back his only son. I wanted to be ready, and I didn't want to delay. Robert had vanished on April 1st, 2008, and the kidnappers had set a deadline of April 8th. The clock was ticking as Tom picked up the $750,000 that had been wired to a bank in Florida. And where do you go with this money? Through back to the hotel. From that point on, an FBI agent was glued to Tom's side. The family's personal life was being examined closely. Tom and Pamela had separated years earlier, but only recently had completed a rather unique financial arrangement. Pam had disassociated herself from the business. She said she would like to have is for me to give her a significant amount of money that she knew would not be invested in the business. And was that 750000 And that was 750000 The $750,000 demanded by the kidnapper or kidnappers, this Group X, did that strike you as odd? Yes. FBI agent James Bushnell. This is kind of intriguing, so what does that suggest to you? that the author of the ransom note was very close to this business. Did you ever, for even a moment, wonder if Tom was involved? Oh, no. I knew Tom wouldn't be, no. The FBI wasn't so sure. Agents zeroed in on Tom. After all, he was the one who had to part with $750,000, and it just so happened that his company had kidnapping insurance. We had people travel in South America quite often and want to make sure that we could come up with a ransom to get them back. But the FBI could not ignore the possibility that family members, including Robert, were involved in a conspiracy. Agents went at Tom hard. Did they tell you you were a suspect? They treated me like one. I was grilled a number of times. I was very angry. You know, how could you possibly be looking at me? Pamela, too, came under scrutiny at what she says was the worst moment of her life. It's agonizing. 
It's hard to believe. I just needed to find my son. Agents combed through Robert's life as well. He was dating but did not have a steady girlfriend. And so the spotlight shifted to the family business. Do you believe your brother felt some pressure to stay in the family business? In any way, was he in a place where he didn't really want to be? I think the pressure didn't come from my dad. I think it came from more of himself. Because he loved, 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 loved his father, my father. <laughs> Great man. And no child wants to disappoint their parents. And even though my dad would never, ever, ever be disappointed if he decided not to stay. I saw him the Sunday before he disappeared. So just a few days. Just a few days. Tierney is the youngest of the Wiles' three children. Where do you think he was in his life at that moment? If I remember correctly, he seemed a little stressed, but he was still in good spirits. In fact, Robert had told his friend David that he'd recently become frustrated at work. He voluntarily opened up to me what was happening at work, something he'd never done before. And he'd mentioned he was having some personnel conflicts. The FBI began looking at every current employee and some former ones. Tell me about Steve Lindsay. He was a Georgia boy, had a gift of gab, was a good old boy. He was a good mechanic, had a drinking problem. But if you met Steve Lindsay, you'd like him. But when Steve's drinking got out of hand, Tom fired him. Can't have that. This business is intolerant of alcohol and drug use. Just a month before the disappearance, Steve had begged Tom to give him his job back to no avail. He was pretty desperate. He was. There was no doubt about it. He needed a job. Agents were being pulled in every direction. But there was one immediate concern, the ransom deadline. The time had come to make the payoff. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Just a week after Robert Wiles vanished, it was do or die time. Obtain an item of luggage of the appropriate size and place in it $750,000. The kidnappers ordered Tom to put the money in a box. Place the box unopened in your son's office. FBI agents rejected Tom's idea of using actual money 
Instead, they filled the box with coffee, making sure it weighed the same as $750,000 in cash. Special Agent Dan Kelly. We did, in fact, have a camera which was watching the package. We were able to monitor that 24 hours a day. Operations manager Toby Holt, whose office was next to Roberts, was handpicked by Tom to help the FBI change the camera's videotape. We needed a person of trust within National Flight Services. This is the actual FBI videotape. Out of sight, but heavily armed, an entire SWAT team, Clear, go. similar to this one, was close by. Did it strike you as odd that whoever was behind this wanted the money brought back to what essentially would have been the scene of the crime? Yes, it, it was very odd that somebody would want money placed inside of a locked building. Almost dumb in a way, isn't it? Not very smart. Everything was in place. Minutes, then hours ticked by. But nothing happened. Days passed without a word from the kidnappers. What was this doing to the family? It affected all of us very differently. I couldn't be the mother that I wanted to be because I was really, my priority was Robert at the time. To be honest, I felt a little neglected. Robert's sister, Tierney Wiles. The repercussions left me in a pretty dark place my senior year of high school. The Wiles had always been a loving family. There's mom and T. Cut her. Now, that reality was shattered. It's kind of like removing a single piece from the puzzle. It's Robert being gone. He was the glue. He wanted to keep us together. And he would hate this. My mom and my dad kind of split off and went to Florida to go search for Rob. And then my sister and I were kind of left behind. Tom and Pamela were determined to try everything. Help us get our son back. Even going on national television and offering a $250,000 reward for any tips that led to Robert's whereabouts. We had several calls from psychics who pointed us in all kinds of different directions. This guy called me in the middle of the night. The psychic called me in the middle of the night and he said, I know where Robert is. The caller described a swampy area and said Robert was buried there in a shallow grave. We tried a helicopter the next morning, went out there, we're talking to this guy on a cell phone in a helicopter, and he says, uh, look for a backhoe, an abandoned backhoe. Son of a gun, there's an abandoned backhoe. Wow, this guy, this is for real. Not quite. The information was later found to be bogus. Deep inside, I felt Robert was dead. But I think as a mom, you just can't give up on your kids. Was there a chance that Robert could still be alive? Well, there was a tip that came in from Robert's barber, Janie Beard. When I first heard he was missing, I said, oh my God, he actually did that? I can't believe he had the guts to go ahead and kidnap himself. 
Janie told FBI agents that she could not recall the exact date of the conversation. He was frustrated with his life, and I said, well, there's other jobs you could do. What do you want to do? And then he told me about the fishing and the captain of the boat. Janie said that Robert had learned that his father carried a kidnapping insurance policy and that Robert seemed intrigued. He said, I could do that. I've got some plans laid out for it. The last thing he told me when he left, he turned around with a solemn face and says, please don't tell anybody. I told you all this. Family members say there is just no way Robert would ever be that selfish. It's just impossible. That's not the type of person he was. He's not someone who would just abandon his family, abandon his friends, and just pick up and leave. The FBI agreed and followed other potentially more important leads, like the one that came from Joel Valle, the owner of another airplane engine repair business. Valle and Robert, seen here in the blue shirt, were together the day before he disappeared. What was it like doing business with Robert Wiles? Very nice, very good. He wanted to bring fresh ideas to the company. Valle and Robert had hatched a deal to partner with Tom's company. Steve Lindsay, who Valle considered a brilliant mechanic, would play a key role. We had already organized everything, and Tom shut it down. Tom Wiles. Tom Wiles told Robert no way he wants part of it. As long as Steve is involved, he doesn't want any part of it. Remember, years before, Tom had fired Lindsay because of his alcoholism. That was his last uh, hope, his last chance to make something of himself. It was left to Valle to give Lindsay, who was dead broke and desperate for money, the devastating news. It's like the world just caved in on him. And he just got this face of anger. I mean, the rage in his face and his eyes. He said, you know, Tom is gonna know who I am. You know, he'll pay for this one. It wasn't long before the FBI questioned Valle about Robert's disappearance. They asked me if I knew anybody that was capable or willing to harm Robert Wiles. And what did you say? I said, Steve Lindsay, go and talk to him. And they start calling him. He does not answer. And the FBI on the radio comes out, he's on the run. <laughs> I just say, wow. Not only had Robert Wiles disappeared, but Steve Lindsay had vanished too. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. The manpower supplied was significant because the case was obviously significant. More than a week after Robert Wiles vanished, the ransom package remained untouched. Steve Lindsay was nowhere to be found, and the FBI was in full tilt investigation mode. 
We had dozens of individuals that were out here at National Flight conducting uh, a search. FBI Special Agents Dan Kelly and Jim Bushnell recall the scene at National Flight. So it's not inaccurate to say every inch of this building was checked out. Absolutely. Every employee was interviewed. Absolutely. Everything outside was searched. Correct. Absolutely. And what'd you find? Nothing. From a forensic evidentiary standpoint, Robert Wiles had vanished. Desperate for any real leads, agents first get detailed call records of Robert's cell phone. By tracking the cell towers his calls hit, they figure they'll know the route, the phone itself, and presumably Robert was traveling. We were able to issue a subpoena on the Florida Turnpike Authority and obtain video of the various toll booths on the Polk Parkway. The hope, if Robert's phone was used while on that nearby road, perhaps Robert could be seen on the video. Agent Bushnell explains what happened next. Tom Wallace was taken to the Lakeland Police Department where they were able to view the videotape. And they said, do you recognize any of those cars? And I said, that's Toby Holt's car, or one just like it. Toby Holt, the 42-year-old operations manager at National Flight and the FBI's point man chosen by Tom Wiles himself. Toby Holt is passing through the toll plaza. His arms are in a fashion like this. Which suggested what to you? That he is talking on the phone. But curiously, when investigators got hold of Toby's cell phone records, they showed his phone was not in use as he went through the tolls. That was enough to pique the FBI's interest. I requested that Holt come into our offices for further interview on April the 10th. He willingly came in without a lawyer for what turned into hours of questioning. They wanted to know where was he the night Robert disappeared? He indicated that he left National Flight at approximately 6.30 p.m. that evening. He went to Hooters and then he subsequently had dinner at Outback Steakhouse on South Florida Avenue. But the FBI found no proof whatsoever. For more than four hours that night, Toby's exact whereabouts were unsubstantiated. The FBI asked to search his car. He agreed. They asked if he had a gun inside. He said no. But when they looked... Under the hood of that vehicle, they discovered a Sig Sauer 40 caliber firearm. A, a handgun. Hand, a handgun, that's correct. Are you thinking to yourself, this could be a murder weapon? That's definitely one of the thoughts that crosses your mind in that circumstance, yes. Toby said at first he was scared to admit he had a gun. He then claimed it was simply for protection in bad neighborhoods. But the gun was legal, and there was certainly no evidence a gun was even involved in the case. But now, Toby Holt was a prime suspect in the disappearance and likely murder of Robert Wiles. Is the FBI telling you about what they're learning in the investigation? No, the FBI made it very clear from the beginning that they gather information, they do not disperse it. So most of what was going on, I did not know. But the FBI was getting to know a lot about Toby. We discovered that he had several female liaisons uh, outside of his marriage. How many are we talking about? Uh, at least a dozen. A dozen. At least. When his wife Beverly found out Toby was cheating with other women, 
she divorced him. But she remains supportive to this day. Toby is a heartwarming, compassionate, funny person and a loyal friend. But the murder is just not in Toby's character at all to do it. In fact, Toby continued to work at National Flight for Tom Wiles, who had no idea his operations manager was now suspected of killing his son. But Tom eventually did fire Toby in August 2008. He wasn't performing very well as the manager of that facility prior to uh, Robert's kidnapping. The FBI continued to investigate other suspects, including Steve Lindsay, the alcoholic mechanic once fired by Tom Wiles. He finally surfaced, claiming he was wasted on alcohol and drugs during the time of Robert's disappearance. But he remained a suspect. Months passed, and there was still no DNA, no blood, no forensics at all to prove what had happened to Robert, whether he was really dead or maybe still alive. Essentially, after some months, this case had gone cold. It had gone stale, that's correct. So in March 2009, nearly a year after Robert vanished, the FBI called in reinforcements. We just systematically went through each and everything. Special Agent Tommy Ray of the Florida Department of Law Enforcement dove right in as part of the new Wiles Task Force with Lakeland Police and Polk County Sheriff's Detectives. We were there to kind of put the pieces together and see if we could make a circumstantial case because there was no smoking gun on this particular disappearance. The task force zeroed in on the cell tower call records of Robert Wiles and Toby Holt and made an amazing discovery. These two phones are together traveling you know, the same location. We're talking about Toby Holt's phone and Robert Wiles' phones seemingly synchronized. That's correct. Robert Wiles' phone was being utilized. Toby Holt's phone was off. Tommy Ray is convinced that in this photograph, Toby Holt was using Robert Wiles' cell phone. For us, that was a eureka moment. The task force concluded Toby Holt was Group X. He had used Robert's cell phone to make that ransom demand, and he had killed it. When you put them together, the pieces of the puzzle, it's a very strong circumstantial case. And on December 18, 2009, agents descended on Orlando International Airport. Their focus, a flight from Bogota, Colombia. Their target, passenger Toby Holt. He walks out of the jetway. Uh, they tell him that we'll get your luggage. Don't worry about it. I advise him that he's under arrest for first-degree murder, and he's read his rights. I thought I was just going to be searched because I was coming back from Columbia, you know? Uh, absolutely, I had nothing to do with uh, Robert Wilde's disappearance. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. 
Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. For more than two years, Stobert Holt, known as Toby, has been locked inside this Florida jail. Indicted for extortion, kidnapping, and the murder of 26-year-old Robert Wiles. No, I did not participate in any kidnapping of Robert Wiles. Toby Holt has agreed to speak with 48 Hours, but it will be under unusual circumstances. Holt will be in this jail, I will be in a separate building, and we will communicate with each other through remote television cameras and monitors. Toby, did you murder Robert Wiles? Absolutely not. I did not murder Robert Wiles. You did not harm him in any way? Absolutely not. I had nothing absolutely against Robert Wiles or his family. And there's Robert, our 11-year-old. Robert's mother, Pamela Wiles, believes Toby Holt is her son's killer. When I listen to Toby talk, I just don't, I just don't take anything he says seriously. I think he's a sociopath. But Toby's former customer, Joel Valle, is not at all convinced. Do you believe that Toby Holt abducted and murdered Robert Wiles? I still don't believe that. He doesn't fit the the motives. There's nothing there. And as this circumstantial case opens, in January 2012, a case with no forensic evidence, not even a body, prosecutor Cass Castillo reminds jurors just who last saw Robert alive. The evidence will demonstrate the defendant in this case, Stolbert Holt, was the last person to be with Robert Wiles. Castillo says the two men did not get along and repeatedly clashed over business deals. Their email exchanges sometimes got nasty, like this one about price quotes. Thanks for throwing me under the bus, Robert wrote Toby. The prosecution calls that motive. But investigators admit they still don't know what happened. I can't tell you what actually occurred at National Flight Services on April 1st, 2008, and it would be nothing but speculation. The prosecution says on the night of Robert's disappearance, Toby called a local Home Depot. Toby admits 
he did call. So I gave them a call and see if they carried mini blinds. Mini blinds, he says, needed for the office. But Toby swears he never set foot in the store that night. Yet Castillo says Toby, figuring out what to do with Robert Wiles' corpse, went into that store and paid cash for a box of plastic sheeting and two rolls of duct tape, like these. The kind of materials that would be used for what? To conceal a body. Who knows who it was that bought that? Toby's lawyer, assistant public defender Howard Dean Garrett, says there's nothing that ties Toby to that purchase. There's no surveillance video. This is just supposition. This is just innuendo. Once again, it's an attempt to try to cover up the fact that they have no evidence. And it's just a coincidence. It's just a coincidence. Is it a coincidence? Just a coincidence that that happened. Is that right? If you want to call it that, yes. For prosecutors, too many coincidences is not a coincidence. Remember, Toby's whereabouts for over four hours the night Robert disappeared were unsubstantiated. But they say one fact is crystal clear. Toby Holt repeatedly used Robert's cell phone, even sending the ransom demand to Tom Wiles. The phone was with him. He was using that phone. Every piece of evidence in this case screams that that's what occurred. Holt says he bluntly told investigators, no way, no how. He was like insinuating that I had Robert or his phone. I basically told him, I, listen, I, I watch CSI, I watch 48 Hours. I know you can track cell phones. Why would I take Robert's cell phone with me on the trip? It just didn't make any sense. But the state says it has more than just cell phone records. It has these pictures. But even the FBI questions what they truly reveal. With that toll booth photograph, the fact is you can't tell what's in his hand. That's correct. So it's not definitive. It's not definitive. There wasn't anything really definitive in this case. I never had Robert's cell phone, uh, ever. I could have been adjusting my glasses, I could have been scratching, I could have been taking a drink, because I, I, that's something I do uh, when I'm driving, is always have a, a soda, whatever. Like a can of Dr. Pepper, which he always seemed to have nearby. Holt says he was taking a sip of Diet Dr. Pepper at that time. Investigator Tommy Ray. Well, unless he was pouring it into his right ear, that's, that's impossible. If you're like Toby Holt or millions of other Americans, when the car slows down, then you can take a drink and look up. Now, when you left Robert on April 1st, 2008, where was he physically? He was in his office. Did you see or talk to him again? No, I did not. Do you know what happened to him? No, I do not. Did you kill him? No, I did not. Do you have any idea where he might be at this time? No, I do not. For Holt's attorney, the state's case is just plain weak. I have never tried a case or been involved in a case that was so completely circumstantial. It's remarkable that the quality of the evidence is so elusive. Are you telling me basically they have no case? That's my position, yes. 
Yes, except for sort of innuendo and coincidence and, you know, where there's smoke, there must be a fire. But sometimes there's just smoke. And her defense points squarely at Steve Lindsay, the alcoholic engine mechanic furious at Tom Wiles for firing him. Steve Lindsay said he would like to break a chair across Tom Wiles' back and breech load the splinters. That's how Steve Lindsay felt about Tom Wiles. I think the motive is much greater for Steve Lindsay. So does Joel Valle, who heard Lindsay threaten to get Tom Wiles. He's trying to hurt Tom as much as he can. What's the best way to hurt him? Through his son. But Steve Lindsay isn't there to clear up the mystery. In the midst of the Wiles Task Force investigation in 2009, he died of lung cancer. And as for friction at the office as a motive for Robert's murder, Toby's lawyer calls that ridiculous. If you apply that same level of problems in the workplace, well, of course, I'd like to suggest that half of the United States would be dead and the other half would have killed them because that's taking place in every workplace in the United States. After more than 75 witnesses, over 200 pieces of evidence and two weeks of trial, the case is about to be decided. The honest truth is there's no conclusive proof of anything. Where is Robert Wiles? How did he die if indeed he's dead? Where is his body? What was the mechanism? Uh, where, where did it take place? How did he get from national flight to wherever he is? These are so many unanswered questions. And I think this is what reasonable doubt is all about. More than reasonable doubt, it's just a mystery. Let's say goodbye to the camera. Say goodbye, Bye. Join me, 48 Hours Correspondent Erin Moriarty, on my podcast, My Life of Crime, as I take on true crime investigations like no other. This season, I'm looking into the secrets within families, cutting straight to the evidence and talking to the people directly involved. Enjoy My Life of Crime on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on Wondery Plus. I'm CBS News correspondent Major Garrett, host of the podcast Agent of Betrayal, The Double Life of Robert Hansen. During the Cold War, FBI agent Robert Hansen traded classified secrets to the Kremlin in exchange for cash and jewels. In the podcast, you'll hear from Hansen's closest friends, family members, victims, and colleagues for the most comprehensive telling of who Robert Hansen really was. Binge the entire series now. Agent of Betrayal, The Double Life of Robert Hansen is available on the Wondery app, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to know where my brother is. This is the air show. All the Wiles family has left are memories, videos, and voicemails. Hey, Mom, it's Robert. I just wanted to call and thank you for... Uh, to remind them of their beloved brother and son. Um, anyway, I hope you have a good weekend and a happy Easter. And I'll talk to you later. Bye. I'd give anything for to hear him again, just touch him again. Nearly four years after Robert Wiles went missing, 
the man accused of taking Robert from his family is about to hear his fate. The person of the jury, has the jury reached the verdict? Yes, Your Honor, we have. Would you please hand that to our bailiff? The jury spent only four hours deliberating. Mr. Holt, if you'd please rise and hear your verdict. It was almost an adrenaline rush. I was shaking. We, the jury, find as follows is to count one of the charge. The defendant is guilty of manslaughter. Toby Holt was, in fact, the man to blame for Robert Wiles' death. If he was convicted on first-degree murder, he could have faced life. It was clearly a compromise. When you have one side saying, he didn't do it at all, and the other side saying, he did it, and it was kidnapping and premeditated, and et cetera, and then you get a verdict of manslaughter, that's a compromise verdict. Were you disappointed that it's manslaughter and not first-degree murder? Not at all. Tommy. All you guys. It's like a high five moment for all the members of the task force. Felt justice was served, with the exception of finding Robert Wiles. We can go on now. Surprisingly, Toby is found not guilty of kidnapping, but Robert's family knows he's going to prison. I'm very happy. I'm very happy he's, he's going away. So. I was uh, basically in disbelief. There's no evidence to support the conviction. And really, the, I think the FBI failed to uh, follow up on some unanswered questions with other people. I'm upset because I'm an innocent man convicted of manslaughter. We're here this morning in regard to State versus Stolbert Holt, scheduled for sentencing. Six weeks later, Before at we Toby's to sentencing hearing, Tom Wiles addresses the court. Keep this man off the street. And maybe some way, somehow, somewhere, he'll decide to tell us where he, what he did, what he did with Robert. You know, we have a we have, we have a son. We don't know where he is. We want to bring him home. I want, I want to know where my son is. I'm sorry, I'm not doing very well. Then it was Toby's turn to speak. Thank you, Your Honor. Um, as everyone else does, my heart goes out to the Wiles family. Um, I still maintain my innocence. Uh, I have from the beginning. Uh, they're probably hoping that I'm going to tell them uh, where to find Robert, and, and I just do not have that information. He knows, he knows what happened to my brother. Why doesn't he just come out and say it? Why don't you just tell us? You know, just, just tell us. What's it going to hurt anybody? You're already done. The Wiles family isn't buying Toby's story, and neither is Judge Donald Jacobson. A young man, Robert Wiles, is dead as a result of the actions of Mr. Holt. What appears to be, in my mind, a failed attempt at an extortion. Toby is sentenced to a total of 30 years in prison for manslaughter and extortion. His ex-wife, Beverly. Toby didn't do this. I know he didn't do this to be taken away just because he had affairs and he can't account for an alibi, I think is just ridiculous. Toby would never, ever take a lie. Despite Toby's conviction, Robert's mother still has unanswered questions. I can't imagine just one person being a part of this. I believe there was a plot. Right now it's a mystery, a mystery to be solved. With Robert's body not yet found, no remains yet buried, no memorial service yet held, 
Right across from me is my father, Tom Wiles. One yearning never dies. Do I hope every day that he's still alive? Absolutely. I'd give everything I have. Everything I could borrow or steal or anything else to get back. You have no idea how awesome it would be if he just walked through the door. We would all lose it. Oh my gosh. Give anything for that to happen. Do you ever dream of your brother? Yes. <laughs> all the time. One of my favorite ones is of him taking me out in the boat. And he's smiling. He's so happy in my dreams. That's what gets me through, because I know that wherever he is, he's happy. If you like 48 Hours, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. The wait is over. So far, you're not losing. The only thing you're losing is my patience. Quickly, I see that. Bing! The queen of the courtroom is back. I didn't do anything. You wouldn't know the truth if it came up and slapped you in the face. I see he's not intimidated by anything. I can fix that. New cases. She wanted to fight me. Leave her alone. Okay, so, um... Not, this is not a so. This is a period. Classic Judy. Did you sleep with her? Yes, Your Honor. You married his cousin. His brother. That's not him. Yes, ma'am. I would make a beeline for the door. The Emmy Award-winning series returns. How did I know that? I have crystal ball in my head. It's an all-new season. It's streaming. You can say anything. <laughs> Judy Justice, only on Freebie.